Hello everyone, welcome back to the Brown Family Podcast. I hope everyone has had a good week, a productive week, an energetic week. Yes. Um, so today I'm joined by two lovely ladies, um, Faith and Dorcas. Hello ladies. Hi. Hey, hey. How y'all doing? We're good, thank you. Ex- All good. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. And today, your host is Nolwazi, as per usual. Yeah. So, <laughs> before we begin, let us start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity once again to share your word and to speak, O oh Lord. Father, we pray that whatever comes from our mouths will be your word and only your word. May you speak through us and use us tonight, today, for whoever's listening, Lord. May whatever we say and share be impactful in everyone's hearts. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So today's topic is an interesting topic. I hope it will be. it was interesting for us. I hope it will be interesting for you guys too. So today's topic, we're talking about what God has said for you. But be, uh, uh, as we are going into the detail, Faith is going to give us uh, a summary <laughs> quickly. <laughs> okay, so um, we're reading on Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. And the story or the scripture speaks about... Um, the parable of the talents, right? Yes. And here we see a master and he has these servants and as he's about to go away on some journey, he gives these three men um, gold bags, right? He gives one five bags, he gives the other two bags and he gives one one bag, Mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, he leaves them like that. He's like, yeah, go, you know. And then as he returns, as he leaves and returns, he now comes to settle their accounts with them. And the one with the five bags comes back and says, okay, look, master, you know, I got five more. And the one with two bags came back and said, I got two more. And the one with one bag came back and said, ah, chief, you know, I, 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 was, I was afraid, so I hid it, you know. And the master, you know, speaks to the, to the one with five bags and he rewards him or he applauds him on his hustling like five more bags. And the two as well, he says the same thing. But to the one with one bag, he says like, why were you lazy? You know, you like wicked and lazy servant. And yeah, so we see that story unfold. And um, at the end of the story, you know, it says that um, the one was given... The other, the one with the one bag was given. The one with the one bag, yes, had to give the one with the five bags. You know, um, his his bag. So, yeah, that sums up the story. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. That's a, that was a beautiful summary. From this story, right? Um, I'd like to pose a few questions. So, um, first question. What can we learn from the way he entrusted those talents to the different servants? What can we pick up from that? So for me, I don't think it was about um, the quantity or the number of talents that was given to them. So even if it was the other way around, like the lazy guy with 500 talents or the one with 500 with one talent, it would still be the same. Like the one who was who doubled up would still double up with the one talent that he had. Yes. And the one who was lazy would still be lazy. So it wasn't about that. For me, it was more about like, what can you do with what was given to you rather than the quantity of what was given 
to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so I would say that um, the master entrusted them in, a, in ways like based on their abilities and capabilities, you know. It wouldn't be fair if he gave the one with the one talent um, what the one with five could handle, you know, and just switch all that um, um, based on their abilities and capabilities. The master had his own wisdom in which um, he understood who he was giving what to. You know, he saw potential in each one and as a result distributed accordingly um, based on potential. Mm, I agree with that. And I noticed that when you're talking about the the issue of the master knowing their potential, so knowing their potential and um, acting on his knowledge of that potential, there was an expectation from him. The way he gave them, there was an expectation for a minimum return type of a thing. So it wasn't a, uh, an issue of him just giving it to them and then just expecting them to do nothing with it because in the first place he knows their strengths he knows how how much one would have done with so on and so forth so there's always uh, a type of a, a minimum return that he would have expected um, from his servants this kind of applies in our lives you know when god put things in our hands to work with those things he expects some sort of return he doesn't expect for us to you know, sit on top of our hands and think, okay, just because he's given me this, um, I, I well, he's given it to me, so um, I can just squander it or or just keep it to myself. You see, there's also this part um, uh, later when when the servant who received one talent, he explained, he was like, I knew you're a hard man. And so what I did, I took my talent and I buried it because I know you, 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 you reap where you didn't sow. Is that what he said? You reap where you didn't sow. And for me, it was like, okay, what do you mean he reaps where he didn't sow? He gave you the money that was sowing in a way, but he wanted you to be a steward over that thing that he gave to you. So it kind of applies back into our own you know, circumstances, how are we stewarding, you know, the things that God has put in our hands? Yeah. So now another question that I want to pose is um, seeing how these guys managed what was given to them. What can we learn from each of them? So what can we learn um, from the way that the one with the five uh, handled his uh, talents? And what can we learn from the one with the two? What can we learn from the one who has given one? Okay, so in regards to that, um, with the first two guys who were successful in what they did, mm-hmm. for me, I I could see that there was there was planning and preparation uh, in like what they what they did. You can see that they actually thought about doubling up what was given to them. You can see that they, there was a specific goal, there was an intention to double up uh, the talent that was given to them. Whereas with the the lazy one there was no intention to increase there was no preparation there was no goal there was there was nothing mm. and for me i think that god has given us everything that we need but we need to give value to what god has given us so if you do not value even the little that god gives you mm. then god won't even trust you with the the, the big things yes you know yes. so yeah okay so what i would say is um so the similarities or yeah, similarities between the the one with the five and the one with the two is that they were risk takers. Yes. You know, they understood what was put in their hands and their mission, you know. So, um, um, yeah, they understood that they needed 
or they were required to accomplish um, with what was given to them, as well as um, understanding um, what was with what they had, um, what like what could become of that. Um, so they had a vision, you know, kind of to say um, that at the end of this, this is what could happen, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, they were just swift and. Yes quick about it you know mm. compared to the lazy one who just went and you know relaxed and hid the 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 the, the bag mm. you know so yeah mm. they were more active yes. i could say mm. yeah i like th- that you mentioned the their their ability to be proactive with what was given to them i think um also to a certain extent these people the 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 servant who got five talents and the servant who got two would have been, you know, potentially they could have potentially become complacent with what was given to them. So in the sense that, okay, much was given to them. So um, they would have, you know, decided to be like, uh, okay, so the one with the five could have taken just two to go and invest. The one with the two would have taken maybe one to go and invest and things like that. But they made sure to um, invest each and everything that they did. And I like the thing that they pointed out that says um, immediately the one, uh, they they put it to work immediately type mm-hmm. thing. So it, it also showed that there was a sense of urgency with what they was given, whether or not it was a lot. That's one thing um, that reflected in the character. Um, Dorcas? Yeah, I just wanted to add on what uh, Faith said about uh, taking risks. Um, so with the the lazy one, I don't know why I keep calling him the lazy one, but it's fine. He was called the lazy the one. Lazy, yeah. The lazy, the lazy guy. Yeah. So for like you can see that he's like the example of like what we would look like if we didn't take risks. Yes. Yes, yes of course, we won't like lose anything, but mm-hmm. we also won't gain anything also in the process. Mm. So I believe that success is or progress is attained like when you do take risks. Yeah, I wanted to add as well that the lazy one took his time, mm. you know, to act out, you know. It also goes to show like sometimes when you think about things too much, they stay in your head, you know. They don't come into fruition. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens because you're just thinking things over, you're doubting things and you never take actions. Mm-hmm. So that's the lazy guy. He just thought about it, you know, this is probably the right decision. Let me go hide it. That's the best decision or easy decision for him to take and he just did that instead of being like the others and taking that step to just do now after considering this passage and you know the few things that we've seen you know standing out from all of these characters what can we learn to apply practically in our own lives in order for us to effectively manage the things that god has given us okay so i would say that um first of all whatever god has given us isn't entirely ours yes you know so we need to value that you Mm -hmm. know you value your money value um your position at church value your calling value um literally everything you know that is with every little thing that you have just manage that well you know um you are representing god in a way you know he gave you what you have so that you could multiply that Mm. you know um as well as just whatever you're given use it well yes and understand the consequences of neglecting that and or abusing it when you look at the the first two successful uh 
servants. Whatever it is that they doubled up with, like it's 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 able to benefit the master's business or whatever. It's able to benefit the people around them. Whilst with the lazy one, it's not able to bless anyone. It's not no one is able to contribute from that. So yeah. Think about others basically also. That's true. That's true. And um just to jump on the issue of, you know, um putting it to work for the sake of, you know, the master's plan. Um when it comes to, you know, accepting Christ and so on and so forth and giving your life to him, there is work that is going to need that is going to be put in from the one who is being saved. You see, so it's not just a thing whereby okay, you're saved, chap, you are saved, but now um many other people need to also benefit from the gift that was freely given to you. And not only uh, is was that gift given to you also so that you can, you know, give to other people, but you still benefit from it, that type of a thing. So um jumping into I'm also kind of jumping into uh the thing uh into the kind of the next sub question of how would benefit from it so in a sense that um so what he had given them if you were to look up you know the talent uh, a talent right the i guess the definition or what a talent equates to it says um it was uh 20 years worth of wages for a day worker type of a thing that is a lot of money that is a lot of money if you were to translate that into money that is a lot of money and for someone to take that money and not do anything with it already that shows that that person you know does not value um that that which was put into their hands it shows that there wasn't any um what can i say he didn't feel the need to cooperate with the master he didn't feel the need to work with the master and yet he's the servant do you understand what i mean so like it's it's ob- you're obligated to do certain things at, under the role of being a servant you know as as a master he has entrusted you with a b c d so he expects you to do something with that a b c d why because you're a servant if perhaps it was someone else maybe he just gave it you know freely in the streets then we'd understand why maybe they just bury it or you know just squander it but for his servant there was an expectation there and and i think we have to also accept that you know once we're in the fold of god and so on and so forth there is a bit of work for us to put in so that we we are co co-workers what did there's a word that paul used um in corinthians there's a word that he used i, I guess we I'll, let me just say co-workers with god you are co-workers with god and there's a blessing in working with god there's um um not only are you benefiting other people but you also eat you know and i'm not saying in the corrupt manner and so on and so forth um but i i mean in the sense of it's never to your loss it's never to your loss so now seeing how these servants managed each and everything that was given to them. Um let's let's focus a little bit on the two um the two who invested their talents and got a return. What then is the benefit um of you effectively managing what is put into your hands? Okay, so I would say that um like the scripture also says that they will be entrusted with more, mm-hmm. you know, um they will be given even more and more abundantly you know like the one who had the one he had to now give the one with the five yes. and he now stayed with nothing yeah. you yeah. know so yeah you're given more you know um it's like when you get promoted at work and um 
you get recognition, yes. you know, when your parents bless you, they say a word of blessing, you know, you get more gifts, yes. you get more blessings. So um, the multiplication effect or, you know, like a domino multiplication effect mm. takes place. Um, yeah. And yeah. So for me, I see it as an opportunity for me to like help those around me. So even though God has elevated me, that doesn't mean that now I must think that I'm better than the others. Like I, I need to also bring the others up. Yeah. And um, I also see um, God trusting you with more responsibilities. Like yes. who wouldn't want like God to trust them with things? Yes. You know. Yes. So that's that's a big that's a big deal. So also uh, sometimes God answers through like what you manage, what you are able to manage. So sometimes you don't even need to pray, but God can see that you are able to manage the little 1000 Rand that you have. Therefore he answers other prayers. So we need to ask God to teach us how to manage things because there is growth in what God gives us. So, yeah. And uh, I like the, the, the point that you mentioned in terms of, um, you know, God seeing you being studious with very with little, um, and and Him not necessarily waiting. You know, not for, not you putting in too much effort asking for more. You know, by virtue of Him seeing it, I feel like to a certain extent we we can over spiritualize what God puts into our hands, and you know, we take too much time, and then we end up procrastinating, not knowing that the you know his next step or his next answer would have been coming would have come from you actually taking what he has for you and then you've done it and then um you're waiting for the next step so it's not just you sitting on your hands just you know waiting you know god materialize this and that but you're not even doing anything with what he has put in your hands now he has given us the ability to manage what we can manage so therefore he expects you to do something with that for you to demand from god whilst you haven't done anything with what he has already given you that is quite wasteful because i mean what are you going to do with the more that he's going to give you it really doesn't make sense so i mean you can sit down pray fast you know and ask for you know all of these you know miraculous signs and don't get it wrong he still communicates Mm -hmm. but there's still that expectation for you to at least do something with that little 1000 rand hey 1000 is not little guys let me tell you something 1000 rand is proper money but still you know that even that 10 rand the mere fact that you you couldn't manage that what ex, why are you expecting you know a billion rands yeah i just want to say that like in this life we need to be practical like yes. you can't expect god to give you 1 million rand mm-hmm. where when like you you have 3000 rand salary mm-hmm but you spend it on rubbish yes, or yes. you, you do have like your, your, your 50 K or whatever, mm-hmm. but you spend it on rubbish. Yeah. Like yeah. God is not going to double that 50 K. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Guys. That's true. Let's even put money aside and just think about your actual life. Yes. You can't manage the little that you have. How are you expecting more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So another example I wanted to, you know, add on, like you see, Lottery winners, they win that money overnight. No effort was put in. The only effort was thinking of a number, you know, to shade in. But no effort was put in. And they quickly blow that money. So it, to a certain extent, I understand, you know, that our situations, you know, some of them, some of us are born into poverty and things like that. But, um, 
you know, in our prayers for God to lift us out of poverty, I think there needs to also be um, a, a seeking of wisdom of, okay, I know God is going to bless me. How then do I, you know, prepare myself to be able to manage what God is going to be giving me instead of, you know, you know, you just get it in. It's in your bank account, lottery money. By tomorrow, you have bought cars for everyone in the family, but y'all don't know what you're going to eat tomorrow, but there are cars in the yard. So that's one other thing I wanted to add. Yeah. So, um, yeah, another sub question for us to, you know, introspect uh, and look at our own selves. Okay. So how, first things first, do you know what God has given you? Do you know what God has given you? So let's let's answer this question in the sense of someone who knows what God has given them and someone who who doesn't know what God has given them. So, you know, if they don't, how do they go about finding out and thereafter how can they effectively manage it? I would say that, you know, for me to find out and to know, I'd have to just move closer to God mm. and ask him, you know, through my prayers, um through meditation, um, you know, through serving as well, just being in his presence to open my mind up, you know, and understand like this is what I'm supposed to do. So with meditation, you know, you open the Bible and you'll see people who went through the same things you're going through. You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun and the same struggles we have of not knowing the same some people in the Bible also had um, the same experience of not knowing mm. and just follow through their story and understand like at what point what happened and analyze that and that can give you an idea of you know what I should do next yes yeah and for some people who know um, what God has called them to do I would say keep doing it you know um, believe in yourself believe in what God has said um, and have faith and practice that and be faithful with the, the, the purpose and the mission he has um, set for you. You know, you should also believe that he will back you up yes, um, yes. In, that, in that journey as well. And just have courage and continue to take that risk, you know, um, knowing that, okay, there might not be a plan B, but yes. this is his plan and I'm sticking with it. Mm. Um, I'm convicted to act. Um, and perform so yeah guys just do it if you don't know um what you have the talent that you have or whatever um i i would say that you should focus on serving you know like don't just be in a rush to just do anything like focus on serving first like humble yourself first like learn learn from those around you watch how others are, are serving watch how others are doing it watch and observe how other people are serving god i feel like god will also like come in and just make it clear to you on where you're actually supposed to to be and if you do know uh what you have um just with courage step in like because if you don't step in with boldness or courage like you'll be delaying yourself and um have faith in god that uh god will help you in that journey like you're not by yourself um and also seek wisdom from those who have been in your shoes before maybe they they did know what they were supposed to do but maybe they just needed 
someone to guide them. So seek help from those people as well so that you know where you're supposed to be and so that you can be successful in what God is calling you to do. And also generally, I mean, to speak on both parts, um, know what your part is because there is a part that God plays, there's a part that God does, and there's also a part where you need to do also. So, yeah. And just to jump on the the points that um, Dorcas and Faith made, um, there's the issue of of serving, right? Serving under people. So, well, especially in the kingdom of God. But usually when you're serving under someone or you've humbled yourself to work under someone, um, it's very rare for that person to to give you a task without them knowing what you can do. So already from there, when you're serving, you you already um, acknowledging that this person has seen something in you to be able to work in that particular part where you're working. So take advantage of that and look at where you have been placed in that particular um, environment. And there, thereafter, you can see, okay, this is my strongest point. Or perhaps maybe I should, you know, start working a little more on one other thing. I see I'm doing, you know, this where I'm put, but there's also a place where I'm I'm kind of slacking a little bit. So I think that also gives you a clue. And I do believe that once when when you're under someone, there's you 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 have that trust in that person. I mean, you know, depending on what we're under the assumption that you're working under someone or a boss who who knows your best abilities. I mean, they saw your CV and then they put you where you're suitable for. So I think also consulting with them, you know, to find to figure out, you know, how, what do you think about um, what I've done so far? What do you think about if I perhaps want to go move on to something else that is different to what I'm doing now? So I do think the people also around you, they they should you should take what their criticism yeah you should take their criticism um it's constructive for your development so take it and work on that and the other point that i wanted to point out in terms of um the people who know so like they mentioned they mentioned that um you need to work on it immediately so procrastination will will cause you like the more you sit back and not do anything you're thinking too much you know you're not taking a risk a risk um that causes you to take even more time to actually start what you were given you know you might just find that you know sometimes um something may be difficult but sometimes you start figuring out the solution when you start actually working on it instead of looking at it from the outside before you even touch it that's one thing that i've actually learned from so Yes, take initiative, do what you need to do with what the little that you have. And if perhaps you don't know what you need to do, consult with other people around you, consult with God, consult with, you know, the, I mean, the word of God. Yes, consult with the word of God. Look at how these people managed what was given to them or how they coped with maybe the struggle that they had. And basically what this whole passage was bringing to us was, you know, giving us the it it was a parable to teach us about being proactive about not only the things of the kingdom of god but the things that are put in your hand you know be it money i mean the money is given to you to benefit for the kingdom of god in the grander scheme of things but yeah it's it's a it's a lesson that 
all of us need to be able to apply in our day-to-day lives. I hope everyone has been fed by this word and I hope it is applicable to each and every one of us. Yes, because the word of God is alive. Yeah. So with that being said, we will close with a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word that you have given us. We thank you, dear God, for opening our hearts and minds to the understanding of this word. Father, now we pray that you increase our capacity to be able to obey you and to obey you immediately. And please forgive us, dear God, for being complacent and procrastinating on the on the things that you have given us. Now, dear Lord God Almighty, we ask that you empower us to take each and every necessary step and keep it in remembrance in our minds that we may not falter in your word. I pray for all of this in the loving name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See y'all later.